This is Nest, produced in association with Foul Writing. The ninth letter in this series is written and read by me, Alex Hall. Dear Mr. McDonough, As the registered inhabitant of 26 Church Road, Idmiston, you are required by your leasehold agreement to return any and all materials originating from the land belonging to the Defence Science and Technology Laboratory, DSTL. The Ministry of Defence MOD, takes this obligation very seriously, as it protects not only the safety of our nation as a whole, but the well-being of the people living in the surrounding villages in Wiltshire. The Ministry therefore expects you, Mr McDonough, to treat this obligation equally as seriously. It is thus with regret that this correspondence is being sent to your address, as the DSTL is insistent that certain organic materials taken from their site onto your property have not been duly returned. How these materials arrived in your possession is certainly of interest to the Ministry, and we hope to receive a full response detailing this in due course. Whether or not they were taken by yourself, a party known or unknown to you, or you found them on your property by other means, the DSTL has a right to their safe return. A creature under the care and jurisdiction of the DSTL is believed to have absconded to your property and roosted there. The creature has since been returned, however, further research has shown certain materials resembling eggs were deposited within the bounds of your home. These eggs are under the ownership of the Ministry of Defence, and any information pertaining to them, their contents or their parentage is protected under the Official Secrets Act of 1989 and thus we will not be able to provide any further information regarding them. Needless to say, this is a pressing matter, and the staff at the DSTL are keen to return to the status quo of their research, and you, Mr. McDonough, are no doubt keen to return to your ordinary life without further bombardment of letters of this nature. Therefore, take this letter as notice that if the aforementioned materials are not returned by the end of the month, Employees from the MOD will be sent to your property to secure their safe return, as detailed under your leasehold agreement. If you have any questions regarding these messages, feel free to get in contact via the return address overleaf. Please also use the provided address to send a report of the methods through which the eggs came into your possession. One final note on the handling of these materials. Do not, under any circumstances, handle the eggs without before taking the following safety precautions. 1. Wear protective gloves made from a disinfected material when touching the eggs. 2. Do not bring the eggs into contact with any other organic material. 3. Do not smell the eggs or bring them close to your face or the face of others. 4. Do not heat the eggs above 21 degrees Celsius. If you or someone you know has acted against the advice provided above, write immediately to the MOD, or, better still, bring yourself or that individual to the DSTL as soon as possible. We anticipate your communications and the return of the DSTL's materials post-haste. Yours sincerely, Percival Wilson, DSTL. Okay, so normally I thank the person who has just read 
uh, for reading and say that I really enjoyed listening to it. But that was me. So uh, thank you, Alex. <laughs> this is very strange. This is very, very strange. I'm interviewing myself. So the way that I'm going to do that basically is um, Melissa, who uh, organizes this Nest project and does the, all the hard work, and I just do the easy bit, uh, has sent me some questions, having read the letter, for me to answer. So I'm going to read those and try and answer them to the best of my ability. This probably will be a slightly shorter episode because I am going to find it difficult to monologue for 20 minutes. But we'll see. So Melissa writes, Most of the narrative so far has been focused on Olya's family, but I have chosen to address this letter to Mr. McDonough, who had sent them the trough in the first place. And why did I choose this character? So I was reading through the previous eight letters, and I found that... Uh, I found that there wasn't really an explanation for what happened to the other eggs. We've been focusing on this one egg this whole time, but there, have, there, were, there were five other eggs. There were six eggs in the original nest. One of them was taken out by Flynn and hidden and, and then escaped somehow and ended up following Olya to the countryside and has since hatched. But these other five eggs are still unaccounted for. And I wanted to explore that, or at least open up the avenue for the exploration of that. Uh, and therefore, I needed to kind of give McDonough his own setting and his own world in which he lives in. Um, so I, I, I kind of wanted to give him that, give him a story as well as, as the family. Also, I think we've heard from everyone in the family that I could think of. Everyone interesting that has, has kind of had their voice heard. And so I didn't want to tread on anyone's toes by rewriting another character, by writing, you know, a character that's already been written. I didn't want to um, write them again and do it worse or differently in any way. I think I really like the voices I've heard I really like everyone's voice, the characters' voices, and the way that they've been portrayed by their writers. And I didn't want to try and compete with that, I think. Yeah, I think ultimately it's that I didn't want to compete with other writers to write one particular voice better or worse than anyone else. So I did the polar opposite of that, which is to say I completely disregarded anything and, uh, and wrote from a completely different perspective i wrote a you know a very formal letter to a man in wiltshire whereas everything else here has been familial letters in cornwall so question two in episode two of the podcast i apparently mentioned that i didn't envy the writers who had to follow on from six previous letters and i wasn't planning on writing for nest so why did I change my mind and what was it like writing letter nine? Uh, yeah, I, I do vaguely recall saying that I didn't envy anyone who had to follow on from loads of letters because of how intimidating it would be. And I was right. My prediction was correct. It is very intimidating. Following on from eight, eight people's letters, eight stories, basically, eight individual character stories. I know we've, we've heard from a couple of characters twice, but really the stories are individual each time. 
um, eight kind of exercises in world building, if you will. Uh, and so I decided I wanted to write for the show because I've really enjoyed making it and I kind of wanted to be on the other side, if that makes sense. You know, I've, I've been sat here for uh, all of the other recordings and I've listened to the, to the writers and I thought like, that's been really exciting the way they've picked up on threads from different, uh, from different letters and kind of laid clues out for the next bit. And I kind of wanted to give that a go. I wanted to explore what it would be like to write in this kind of ongoing series way, almost like writing. It's, it's sort of like writing for a soap opera in a way, isn't it? It's, it feels, it feels very similar. I have never written for, you know, EastEnders or Coronation Street, but I imagine there's a lot of this kind of joining together of previous stories, bringing in threads from the past, trying to write your own story that tells its own narrative and is a self-contained piece, but also leads enough, leaves enough threads at the end of it for the next person to come along. It feels very similar to that. That's sort of the comparison I could, I could conjure up. So it's, it's hard work, but it is rewarding, I think. Um, I think it's rewarding in the way that I hope I've done justice to the previous eight letters. And I hope I've given enough for the next series, if that makes sense. Uh, relating to that, Melissa's next question is, did I elaborate on clues from previous letters when writing the safety precautions? Yes is the quick answer to that. Yes, I did. The slightly longer answer is that I really wanted to have fun with some of the weird stuff that other writers have made the characters do with the eggs. There's been some other weird stuff going on, specifically right at the beginning when Flynn lifts the egg up to his nose in the very first letter. He sniffs it. Uh, so I really wanted to kind of make a reference back to that beginning episode and, and the consequences that that have had. Um, so I, I really wanted to kind of play with the way that the eggs have been treated and kind of um, give a, a hindsight reason not to do that. Kind of, uh, if only they'd known, that kind of thing. Uh, a kind of dramatic irony, I suppose. We, as the audience, have seen all these things happen and only now, uh, nine letters into the, to the series, are we realising what a terrible thing uh, they've unleashed on the world. Although I say that, what a terrible thing they've unleashed on the world, perhaps not, who knows, because I still don't know what these eggs are. Uh, it has been the bane of my existence as the podcast producer to not know what's in the eggs. Uh, I have lambasted the writers about not being clear about what's in the eggs. And then it came my turn and I also chickened out. So I take back everything I said about not telling us what's in the eggs because I did exactly the same thing. I also believe I kind of expanded on where these eggs came from. I said I didn't want to elaborate too much on them, but I did give them sort of a, a location, an origin, this uh, DSTL, the Defence Science and Technology Laboratory, which is actually, it's on Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire, and it is notoriously uh, one of the most secretive laboratories in the UK. And we really don't know what's going on there. There's a lot of scientific research there, but we don't really know what 
they're, they're doing. And so I kind of played with that uh, element of public fear that, um, that we feel when we don't understand something, perhaps. And so I wanted to, to give them a kind of mysterious, almost sci-fi origin, because we've really played around in the series with lots of different genres. We've had um, medical dramas, we've had spy fiction, we've had um, LGBT kind of YA stuff, we've had uh, some very serious uh, kind of romance and and the fallout of romance, I suppose. Um, so I kind of wanted to bring in some sci-fi stuff, uh, make it really um, exotic and... and Exotic is not the right word, I suppose. Uh, mysterious and dangerous. Uh, Melissa's last question is uh, that the project will comprise of 15 letters in total, which means that we are now over halfway through. Was I thinking of leaving clues for future writers or was I more focused on beginning to tie loose ends together? I will be completely honest. It slipped my mind entirely <laughs> that we were only 15 letters. By opening up this new avenue, by going to McDonough and to Wiltshire, I blasted a door wide open that I perhaps shouldn't have done. <laughs> In retrospect, perhaps it was um, not a great idea to introduce an entirely new setting and a new series of characters and a new mystery, but I think it had to be done eventually or as a reader of the series and kind of as a listener behind the mic, um, I've been wanting to know what happened to those other five eggs. And so I kind of had to, I had to write it. When I was given the chance to write for the series, I thought, well, I've got to know, I've got to know what happens to those five eggs. And I haven't answered that question, but I feel like I've opened the door, so to speak, for someone else. Uh, and I hope that it does get done in the, uh, in the six letters that we've got left. Uh, but also I am cognizant of the fact that there are only six left and that means we are going to have to start tying up some loose ends. And I hope I have tied... Uh, I suppose I did tie up a couple of loose ends by explaining where the eggs came from in the first place, by explaining away the kind of McDonough thing of, of the trough and where it, why there were eggs in the trough and why these eggs are different, why aren't they normal eggs, you know. If you bought a trough on eBay and it had a nest in it, you would expect those to be, I don't know, uh, thrush, probably thrush eggs or uh, maybe maybe blackbirds or something like that. Um, but this was uh, this was mysterious in that it was causing this kind of knocking and the the rattling around and then the the disease. So I wanted to tie up an end to say why that was. Not necessarily the root cause, but certainly the the um, certainly the circumstances through which those eggs could have come to be, so to speak. So I was focused mostly on leaving clues rather than tying up the past. Um, but that's, I think, just because I'm selfish and I want this project to go on. Um, I really enjoy listening to it and, and making it. So I I think I selfishly bashed the door down to this entirely new story in the hopes that in doing so I could uh, 
confuse everybody into extending the series. Um, uh, but of course, all good things must come to an end, as indeed this podcast episode shall. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Join us again in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Nest. In the meantime, check out everything else we do at foulwriting.com.